Hey, Red. Hi there, Red. Welcome to Red Square. No commie talk, just common sense from a couple of uncommon gingers. You got that right. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. What's been on your mind, Red? Well, plenty, and it's the new year, so happy new year, Red. Happy new year. So, are you seriously wearing sweatpants? A and a sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're trying to say it's a matching set? In those, Relatively, uh, In yes. those immortal words of Jerry Seinfeld, have you completely given up? Well, it's more like resignation to my state in life. You know? <laughs> well, I, I understand now that when people look at us retired folks, we're invisible. And you're wearing the old school sweatpants, just the regular gray joggers, elastic waist or drawstring? Yeah, uh, it's a new and improved elastic waistband. <laughs> there you go. But it still feels like carpet. <laughs> <laughs> the warmth is there. And it is cold out today. It is cold out. Man, it, finally the sun came out for us a little bit at least, but what else you been thinking about lately? Uh, There's been a lot going on, some goofy stuff. I got to tell you about my latest uh, money problem. Oh. Okay. So Story I, of my life. I'm a retired guy, and I really don't feel the need to look at the emails every day. You know, if I do, the fine. If I get around to it, fine. If I don't, I'm okay with that. So yesterday, I thought, well, I'll just check them out like 8 in the morning. And I see this email that I didn't pay my December Capital One bill. Well, that's not good. And I'm the kind of guy who doesn't like to, to pay his bills online. I, so I, I, I have them mail me the bill, I pay it, and I send it out. <laughs> you still buy stamps is what oh, yeah. you're saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now I have Buck Rogers stamps. You're supporting the USPS. <laughs> that's right. Somebody's got to these days. <laughs> so... I, I do all that, and then I get this notice that my bill is due tomorrow, or I get a late fee. And I call up Capital One, and they say, we didn't get a bill, and she goes, check with your bank. So I had to go hang the hang up, call my bank. The bank didn't cash the check. All this took an hour, okay? As it turns out, the USPS lost my letter, my bill. Well, that's pretty annoying. I know. So... <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it happened to me. I'm aware of how annoying that is. <laughs> An hour and a half later, when I resolved it, I got rid of the late fee. So all was well in the land. All is well except for the hour that you lost trying to deal with this nonsense. Hour and a half. Thank you, USPS. <laughs> Thank you, America. Now that shows your true support. Even when they kind of get after you like that, they mess you up. You're still buying stamps. That's right. <laughs> now my Buck Rogers stamps will rain for the next month. <laughs> well, here's another ginger snap for you. Snip? Snap? Bite? Bit? I say I say snap. Snap. Okay, here we go. Um, fantasy football. I mentioned that a couple of times. Yes, you're, you play it every year. I have been playing it, I don't know, six years or so. Well, I made it into the playoffs this year. Wait, first of all, how much do you pay to get in? You have to buy a bottle of booze. A bottle of booze. That costs between 40 and $50. All right, 50 bucks. There's 12 of us. I found a nice bottle of tequila that, with tax, cost $49.28. Okay. So, I mean, that was perfect. And that's a good bottle. Yeah, oh, I, I've never had this kind before, but uh, I hope I get my bottle back so I can try it out. There you go. I ended up making it to the playoffs. There's 12 of us. Um, I was 
one of the last seeds, so I didn't get a first round by, but I won my first round, then got into the semifinals, and thanks to Amari Cooper's amazing performance... On Sunday against the... Who were they playing that week? It was two weeks ago, because he didn't play last week. Oh, now I can't even remember who it was. So he had a great performance. Oh, yeah, he played his butt off, scored me like 60-some points in fantasy football. Didn't he have three touchdowns? Uh, I believe so, that Yeah, yeah, yeah. And over 100 yards. I mean, it was amazing. Made it to the finals, but I lost the finals. So I paid one bottle of booze, and for making it to second place, I will get three bottles of booze back. So you tripled your investment. Uh, Well, doubled, because I got two back plus the one I put in. You know, the thing about fantasy football is, it, it, A, it seems like a, a lot of work, but I do uh, understand that you, you watch football more carefully. I definitely am interested in more games because I have players playing all over the league. Right, and that's the other part of it is that you have to play, pay attention to players, individual players. Yeah, I've been lucky these last couple of years because I haven't had to deal with injuries that much. Like I, Not that I had the most amazing team, but my guys, for the most part, stayed healthy. Well, then you, then you didn't have many Browns players. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that hurt me was my quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, didn't play in the championship week, so that... You know, right, right. that didn't help me at all. But that, that was the number one pick from Auburn. Uh, he was a, he was a Clemson guy. Oh, a Clemson guy, yeah. Okay, but uh, yeah. Anyhow, so that was pretty fun. Um, I'm still doing my sports betting. I had an incredible week. I doubled my account. I had about 170 in my account, and I took it up to 350. Wow. And then. Last week, the Browns did so amazing, and Joe Flacco did so amazing, that I took it up to 427. Wow. Yeah, I'm down to 377 right now. That's still a chunk of change there. Yeah, I was very happy, um, you know, doing just my 5 and $10 bets. My, my real claim to fame, I was telling you before the show, though, my FanDuel account was down to 38 cents. 38 cents. I still had a $50 bet. I still have a $50 bet going that the Chiefs will win the Super Bowl. I made that at the very beginning of the year. If that hits, I'll get 300 bucks. But besides that, it had 38. It's looking a little grim for the Chiefs. I know. Not as I'm not as hopeful as I was at no, the beginning no. of the year. But you never know. Once the playoffs get here, those guys could do anything. All right, so your FanDuel account. You're 38, down to 38 cents. 38 cents. I make, a di- I make a bet for a dime. Now this kills <laughs> me. You were like, wait, how much? A dime. You're putting... You're betting a dime. I literally, on my phone, placed a dime bet. You know, I at least bet a dollar. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I only had 38 cents. I couldn't even bet a dollar. It kills me. I bet the dime, and I won this crazy parlay, and then I had like $2 and some cents in my account. What's amazing is that you bet a dime on a parlay. I know, and that they let me. (laughs) Right. But then I made an 80-cent bet and won it, and a 50-cent bet and won it, then a $2 bet and won it. And now that FanDuel account, that same account, is up to $23 from $0.38. Cents. That's amazing. It, I'm, I'm pumped. We'll I'm call, back, we'll, baby. We'll call it the 10 cent miracle. I'm back. <laughs> what else has been going on no, in yeah, your life wait, lately? There, you, there, there's more. <laughs> you talked about uh, now on the, the gambling sites, they have games. Not football games or basketball games, but... Oh, these puzzles. Puzzles. Oh, FanDuel Face-Off. FanDuel Faceoff. They kept advertising on the FanDuel account. Play play every day for free. So I download the app 
And they have this game that you can play every day for free. You get one shot at this goofy basketball game. And it's like a $10,000 prize. And it's either make it or miss it. And I believe the way it works is... Wait, wait. If you make it, you get $10,000? Well, you get a share of $10,000. Everyone who plays it and makes it has to split the 10,000. And and how do you like launch this shot? Well, there's a little like sliding bar on the side and you have to tap the screen right at the right time as it's in this little window. It, and that's I, how on your phone. On your phone. And you have to tap the screen. And that's how right it time. shoots. But this particular shot like the little space where you have to tap it in disappears and that's what makes it really challenging. You have to kind of memorize where it is on the scale. I haven't even touched the rim yet. Oh. I've been playing this game like five days. Wait, I have not even touched the rim on that bonus. played this bonus. game five times. <laughs> on this bonus shot. Not once. I, uh, yesterday, too, I even warmed up playing the free basketball game a few times just to try and warm to, up. To loosen and, up? How do, you, how, how do you loosen up your finger? It's, it's get your timing down, Red. It's get your timing down. It's not about the finger. It's about the timing. So what if you have fat fingers? <laughs> Like me. You better have excellent timing. Right. Or maybe get a stylus. Wait, That's I, what they made those for. I have fat fingers and bad timing. <laughs> this game is not for you. But they do have puzzle games. They have like a Tetris style game. They have a baseball swinging game where it's all timing. Have you done the baseball one? I did. It's fun. Okay. I played it. Wait, uh, did you hit, get a hit? Oh, yeah, yeah, you get lots of hits. Oh, really? It's like a home run derby kind of game. Oh, okay. Um, any, home, any home runs? Yeah, oh, yeah, every time. Yeah, it's fun. Like, Do you get money for home runs? Well, you can play for free, and you play head-to-head against someone else in the country, or you can make bets, and you can bet as little as 60 cents a game, or I've seen up to $10 a game, and you're just matched up supposedly with someone at a similar skill level, and you're playing this goofy little game. How do they determine your skill level? I guess by your high scores and stuff. Okay, I don't know. Some kind of algorithm. Probably. But so, man, I tell you, it is addictive. I've been doing this like five days, and I've played at least a little bit every day. So wait, let, I me, played let, probably... let, me, let me guess. You play late at night, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have a few beers. Oh, how'd you know? Yeah, And you're probably alone at this point. Yeah, the wifey's in bed. I'm sitting down there watching basketball. I've got my little side bet going on DraftKings on basketball, and I start, pick up my phone, start playing these games. Play some for free, play some for 60 cents. They give you a bunch of promotions when you first start to keep you playing. I put $10 of my own money in. Okay. My account currently has 23 bucks in it. Now, they have given me like $23.20 worth of promotions, so So I'm not winning. You're not killing me. I'm not winning. But it's like, man, I could get good at these games. They're, it's like a pretty fun little matching game, kind of puzzle game that yeah. I have been playing the most. Is that your favorite one? So far, yeah. Like, give me an example of matching. Um, It's like a, a game where you've got a match from, you've got like a deck and you've got to match these cards and then you've got to eliminate them as you work towards, you know, it's in a pyramid shape. Right, right. you got to try and get to the top and clear the board. And if you do, you get a bonus and blah, blah, blah. And Have you gotten to the top? Oh, yeah, yeah, a bunch of times. Okay. Usually, I feel, that's the weird thing about this game. If I get to the top, I feel like, oh, I should win this. Is I, that, sh- I should win this yeah. bet. Is that because you're a math guy and you can think spatially? I don't know if that's what it is. I like these kind of games. Okay. Probably helps. 
you know, some problem solving. And I feel like I'm getting better at the game, learning a, some, a few of the tricks. What's your, what's your least favorite game? I haven't even played them all. I haven't even tried the golf one or the word one. There's like a Scrabble one. Ooh, I know. A Scrabble. 60 cents. You could match wits against someone in the country for 60 cents a game. What could I do for a dime? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anything on this one, but you could play for free. The thing is, is the site taxes you pretty hard. Oh, really? You know, when each person puts in 60 cents, that's a dollar twenty, right? Right. The winner only gets a dollar five. So they're, so they're taking what almost fifteen percent, maybe like twelve percent. Well, from a dollar twenty down to a dollar five is fifteen, but it's not fifteen percent. It's like a little over ten percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is pretty high. I feel like that's kind of taxing. Well, they're there to make money. True. They right. didn't set this up for me to pay my mortgage a dollar oh, five at right, a time. Right. But they do do have you. <laughs> they definitely do. Well, I don't know. That kind of wraps it up for the uh, ginger snaps. <laughs> Bites. Wait, now wait, it's time wait, for wait. the... Wait, wait, No, wait. There's more. Oh, one more thing? Just one more thing. Yeah. And, and I, I'm almost reluctant to talk about it, but I just want to mention it real quick. Okay, this what is, is this? with our former ex-president. Oh. Obama? <laughs> more recent. Carter. He's been in the news. <laughs> Our, our our grifter ex-president. Oh, everybody calls Clinton that guy. Oh, that, that's a drifter. Um, <laughs> Trump! <laughs> so, he is now our favorite money-making miracle. He has decided to sell digital trading cards. Digital trading cards. Digital trading cards. NFTs. NFTs. And the, the name of his company that sells them is NFT-I-N-T. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I don't either. Okay? So there are 47 cards of various nature, such as Trump as Captain America. Wait. He's like Photoshopped himself <laughs> as Captain America? Yes. That's Trump hilarious. sitting on the Lincoln Memorial. Well, he has compared himself to Washington and Lincoln several times. Yeah, except they had scruples. And, <laughs> and Trump as a golden god. Zeus? I don't As Trump, the golden god, he's, he's deifying himself. Well, that's not very Christian-like. No. So here's the thing. And here's the snow job. You can sell, the, they sell individually for $99. Each, wait. One digital card. Is ninety nine bucks? Well, people will pay it. He's just making money. I know that's Hand the whole over thing. Fist. And you get the set for four thousand six hundred and fifty three dollars. Oh, that's cheap. I mean, let's buy two. <laughs> let's each get one for but red you know, square. You know what? The, what the real ripoff is? Then you get a dinner to have, or then you have an offer to have dinner at Mar a Lago. Oh, and that's only going to cost you what twenty five grand a plate? R- right, right. It, was I right? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't bet. <laughs> I bet at least. So, you, do you hear about the other thing this guy's doing? Yes, the suit. Cutting up his suit that he went and got arrested in. Right. Got his mug shot. His taken mug shot in. And this is great. Well, actually, somewhat clever. He's there. They cut it up into twenty twenty-four pieces for the upcoming election. Oh, 2024 pieces. Right. right oh, yeah. Okay. I, somebody's thinking a little bit there. But yeah, the most important suit in history. Right. Historical 
relic. A relic? It's rubbish. <laughs> oh, it's so silly. There is historical precedence for this. I looked this up. Oh, really? Yes. There's a tradition of auctioning, auctioning off memorabilia from public figures. Scraps of Abe Lincoln's bloody bedsheet have come up for auction. Oh, wow. Okay. In 2019, a pair of panties believed to belong to Ava Braun, Hitler's mistress, sold for $5,000. Now, that actually does seem cheap. <laughs> so, for, for the record, though, it is almost unheard of for a living president to sell his own memorabilia for profit. All right. Well, let's wrap up the old ginger bites and move on to the sports, sports report. report. Yeah, it lot happening right now in sports in general and Cleveland sports is exciting. Let's go, Joe. Because the Browns, we are in the playoffs. In the playoffs. With such comfort that we're not even starting our fourth string quarterback. We're starting a Fifth-string quarterback. I mean, come on. That's how overachieving this team has been. So, wait. I, I, I heard this on the radio. They said, you know when was the last time a team started five quarterbacks in a year? No. <laughs> <laughs> when is that? 1987. That? 1987. That's 35 years yes. ago? Yes. And it was, is... it was the strike year for football, and they were all replacement players. I remember that. I yeah. remember the strike. I, I, I was like... I don't know, end of elementary, beginning of middle school when that happened. A couple of guys from the Huskers ended up playing for the Denver Broncos scrub teams, and that was really exciting. Oh, really? Because yeah. you got the little 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 boost of like, oh, look at these guys. We never, we never thought we'd get to play. And, and they played for a week. Three. <laughs> three. They got, they got three weeks in there. So one of the favorite things I ever got from a student was they I had them do editorial cartoons, and this one kid during that strike, gave me a cartoon with, with like, a, a football player in a helmet and pads and shoulder pads. And the, he had everyone labeled replacement helmet, replacement shoulder pads, <laughs> replacement pads. It was a brilliant cartoon. That's hilarious. All right, so the Browns in the playoffs. They play the Bengals. Well, this week, last game of the season. Against our fifth string yeah, quarterback. Some guy we just signed to come in and right. play because we don't want our fourth string quarterback, Joe, to get hurt. Or our third string quarterback. <laughs> Who's that? I don't know anymore. <laughs> I mean, it's really pretty incredible how Joe Flacco has come in and is leading this team. It, it, I don't know. Anything could happen with yeah. our defense. Yeah. And hopefully Cooper's going to be healthy after getting to sit out and rest. It's a bunch of guys. Well, that's true. We got some offensive linemen trying to rest. Do we know who we play in the playoffs yet? I don't think so. I think okay. that still will be determined by a couple of games this weekend. There are a few spots that I think are still up in the air. So, last game of the season on Sunday. And who's, and who's going to watch it? Well, me. Are I'll you? Still, well, yeah, I'll still watch it. You'll probably put a couple of bets on it. I probably, I don't know. With all. Uh, you mean the fourth string game? I know. With all guys, I don't know. Maybe I'll put a bet on the under because we probably. I'll won't bet you score. a dollar the Browns lose. You are <laughs> red. I can't believe those words came out of your mouth. You're on. Oh, I'm sorry. The fourth string Browns. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're still going to win. Okay. Because they're playing Cincinnati's third string team. So. All right. What else is out there? Um. Well, you were telling me about Shohei Otani's oh. 
contract. And who is Shohei Otani? Well, the two-way superstar who just signed with the Dodgers. Came from the Angels. Yeah, came from Japan. And originally, yes. And pitches and hits and does both of them exceptionally yeah, well. Yeah, I think he was leading the league in home runs last year. At one point, yeah. I don't think he ended up leading the league at the end of the season, but was up there. Well, let's put it in perspective. In my lifetime, which is considerably longer than yours, <laughs> there has never been a pitcher who led the league in home runs. Yeah. Ever. It's just unheard of in today's baseball. Right. You know, that he's pitching. And then go ahead and hit designate, you know, be the designated Desi- hitter as well. Right. And then hit for average and power. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty wild. So, so he commanded, you know, baseball contracts have been getting – more and more outrageous, and he commanded the biggest one of all. Right, and he signed with the Dodgers, right? Uh huh. Okay, and he got what six hundred and seven hundred million. Seven hundred million for how many years? Ten for ten years, seventy million a year. Well, no, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to take six. No, I'm sorry, he's going to take two million a year in salary for the next ten years. For the next ten years, so he will bank or let go of. He will defer. Thank you. I lost the word there. He will defer $68 million a year. So in 10 years, when he retires from baseball, if he does in 10 years. Yeah, who knows? He might still be pitching in 10 years. They'll owe him $680 million. That is wild. And he set this up intentionally so the team could still spend money now and hopefully build a real World Series contender. Right. And so he's a guy who, I guess... Being realistic says, I can live on $2 million a year. Right. But that's just his baseball contract. Exactly. Because you know... Oh, he's got so many sponsorship deals. Endorsements out the wazoo. And I bet in Japan, he's making even more money from endorsements. I bet he's even getting TV money from Japan. Probably. You know, because you know they're watching every game. Well, some... Yeah, he's probably got shows, you know? Yeah. Where he's, yeah. It, yeah. That dude is a global superstar. So... When he retires in 10 years, from 2036 to 2043, they have to pay him $68 million a year. $68 million a year. He's maybe, what, 25? Yeah. Okay, 10 years, he'll be 35. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my Lord. So for the next 10 years, from 35 to 45, he'll make $68 million a year. I can't even imagine. No, we can't imagine that. That's like seriously lottery winning. If you win $500 million and you say, you know what, I'll just take the payments every year. Right, right. Well, right. I guess it'd be more like winning $700 because that's what he's getting paid. Right, right. But, you know, and we can't even imagine $68 million for one year, let alone 10 consecutive years. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not greedy. Just give it to me once. Once. That's all I want. I'm, I don't even have to play baseball. I'll just watch. It's cool. <laughs> so, but I, uh, there was a history to the deferred contact, contracts. And it was uh, back in 1991, the uh, the very famous Pittsburgh Pirate, Bobby Bonilla, yeah. got a huge, I think it was a $29 million contract. So think about that. In 1991, $29 million was an outrageous amount of money. Was Yeah. Okay. He deferred his uh, uh, contract, was paid $1.2 million a year, and deferred the rest of his, and gets paid until, uh, let's see, 2035. <laughs> a mil- 
$1.2 million a year until 2000. It's no Otani contract, but no. hey, he paved the way. And then again, it was 30 years ago. Also true. Okay. And, and he's still making money. Yes. That's crazy. And he hasn't played for, I don't know, eight years? Well, and didn't Barry Bonds do something similar to that, too? He was a teammate of Bonilla, and I'm pretty sure the Giants were still paying him up until a year or two ago. So, the, one more thing. They kind of made him a little hero because of he was the king of the deferred con- contracts. So, every July 1st, oh, it's yeah, Bobby, yeah, Bobby B- Bonilla Day. Bobby Bonilla Day. I love it. The king of the deferred contracts. All right, well, we got one last thing on the sports report. You wanted to talk a little bit about the Guardians. One more, yes. And you being the true Guardians fan that you are, even before the season starts, you're going to start poo-pooing my Guardians. Well, there's a reason for that, Red. <laughs> Come on, Red. <laughs> and it's, it's, what happened to only so many days until opening day? Well, Where, where's, your, where's your calendar? Well, hope does spring eternal, but... You just don't have any anymore? Well, no. I'm aware of this pattern in the spending habits of the tribe brass. Which can't be argued with. Right. They haven't done anything to raise run production. So let me give you some facts here. Last year, the Guardians scored 27th in run scored. By the way, there are 30 teams. Yeah, that's pretty low. They were last placed in home runs. That was... A huge part of our problem last year. They were 29th in slugging percentage, and I looked it up. What does slugging percentage even really mean? I will tell you. Thank you. It is the total amount of bases a player records at bat, including walks and getting hit by a pitch. It's a total number of bases he gets at bat. That's okay. slugging percentage. Oh, because we need an extra stat for yeah, baseball? Because yeah. we I, don't have enough? I still don't understand it. <laughs> been watching baseball for the last 30 years and but i still don't know this what is what means. alarms me okay the oakland athletics who were in last place in their division hit 171 home runs last year the kansas city royals who were fourth in their no they were last in our division yeah the central they were behind us they hit 163 home runs and the white Sox. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna give us another sorry team who hit more home runs than us. But interestingly enough, I could not find the total number of home runs for the White Sox. Of all the teams, they don't they didn't publish it. Really? Yeah, which is weird. But our Guardians, who were in third place in the Central, only had 124 home runs. Wow, that's amazing. That's 50 less. Yes. Jeez. I we knew- need a bat. We definitely do, and. Isn't Bieber going to be gone? Isn't that how they're going to remedy that situation? Bieber or McKenzie? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Not McKenzie. Well, they, they, they need a bat. They got some guy from the Yankees farm system who hit 28 home runs in the minors this year. So he'll be trying out for outfield position this year. Well, we definitely need some power out oh my in the God. outfield. So, I don't know. Well, that's probably it for the old... Sports, Sports report. report. Now, which means it's, it's time. time for the ginger report. All right. Well, this one, you know, last episode we talked about Christmas, and we both did our holidays with our families. Right. And the wife and I ended up doing some traveling back to Nebraska. So you had to fly or drive. We ended up driving. Driving this time. over it at Christmas time in the winter. Yeah, we were fortunate with the weather. It was terrible weather while we were in Nebraska. Yeah, uh, you sent a picture of 
to us from Nebraska, I think it was, and you guys were having a blizzard. Oh, yeah. We had blizzard warnings. How much snow the, did you get? Uh, I don't know. Five inches, five inches? or so. Okay. Yeah. What, the, but the wind was blowing. Terrible. Yeah. The interstate closed. Really? Um, yeah. It was closed west of North Platte. So, fortunately, we were going east. It opened up at like 6 a.m., and we left 9 a.m. that morning, and we had clean, dry roads the whole way. Oh, that's nice, because... Again, winter travel. You, it could have gone sour real fast. Yeah, it really could have. It got me thinking about holiday travel, though. And that's kind of what our Ginger Report is about. Holiday Do- travel. Yeah, I know. Like, doing some of the research and thinking about some of my own personal stories led me in a little bit of a weird direction. Let, let's see where this goes, huh, Red? Okay. I mean, you you were uh, had plenty of time in the car to think about this. <laughs> True story. It's 17 hours. So that's a long time. That's a long time. We break it up into two days because now we're old. When we were young, we used to do it all in one. Right, right. But Did, uh, didn't we all? I, AAA said that there would be a little more than 115 million travelers over the holidays. And um, we live in a, a country of 430 million people? Yeah. Okay, that's a lot that, of people. That is a lot. That's a third of, of the country. Yep, all moving. There were the busiest airports. I thought, well, let me take a look. Let me guess. Let me guess. All right, Two. Atlanta is the busiest. It is. Well, okay. Atlanta. Uh, what is it about the Atlanta airport that they like to brag about being the busiest airport? Well, on first the of all, it's like the largest. I mean, you have to take a, a tram or something to, to go different wings to get from yeah. concourse to concourse. It's, it's, like, it's like a little city. It is. It's bonkers. I do not like that airport, but it's a hub. So yeah, it's a hub. We so often end up there. Yeah, yeah. What do you think was the second busiest? I would say O'Hare. Nope. Uh, L.A. Nope. They were both in the top 10. Topeka? (laughs) Didn't make the cut. The Denver Airport. Denver International Airport. An airport that I have personal experience with. um, Because when the wife and I fly to go back to Nebraska, we have to either fly into Omaha or to Denver and rent a car and then drive to North Platte. Okay, so which? One is east, one is west. Which do you prefer? I prefer. Much prefer Omaha. Omaha, because it's smaller? Much smaller airport, much easier to deal with. The rental car company is right there. You just walk to it. You don't have to take a shuttle or do any of that nonsense. At the Denver airport, you have to, you know, it's huge. Getting through security when you go to depart can be crazy. Did you get that, like, extra security you can pay for? We have not. We don't fly enough to do the pre-check A lot of people do that now. It's true. And we considered it, but we're just like, we don't fly enough to, to do it. I will say this, that uh, last Christmas, we went out to, my wife and I, went out to Seattle to see our, our daughter, and that Seattle airport was so crowded, and that was the one time in my life I would have wished for you know that security ease, or whatever they call it. The the pre-check. Yeah, the pre-check. Or the clear is another thing they right. call it. It's so funny because you're standing in this huge line and you see these people just come running up and go right through. Don't you just give them the dirtiest yeah. look? You're like... Yeah, and it doesn't work. No, it doesn't help your line go faster at all. Okay, so tell me about the the, Den- so, the Denver airport, though. Denver airport. It, it, it We've had so many issues with rental cars there. You have to get on the shuttle. You have to go to the different rental car companies. One of them that we just rented online, you know, we were on Expedia or something. We get there, and then they say, well, you can't leave the state with the car. 
And we're like, wait, what? And you have to go to Nebraska. And I need to go to Nebraska. They're like, sorry, we can't rent you a car. It can't leave the state. Why? Well, we're not a big enough company that if the car gets too far away, we can't afford to send someone to go get it. And I was like, well, it's a lot easier to go to North Platte, Nebraska than it is to go to Western Colorado over the mountains to go get this car. This is ridiculous. They wouldn't budge. So we had to go on Christmas Eve, scrounge around to the different Wait, rental cars. on car- Christmas Eve, you had to uh, hustle for a, a rental car. Go scrounge around with different companies. That stinks. Yeah. Another time we rented a car from like whatever, budget, Hertz, whatever it was. We get there and they're like, oh no, you booked for the downtown Hertz. And we're like, what? Oh, yeah, we have another um, office in downtown Denver. You're going to have to Uber down there to pick up your car. You are kidding me. And we're like, wait a second. It's the same company, right? We're at the airport. Right. We're going to fly back from the airport, but you're telling us we have to Uber to get the car, then drop it off there and Uber back to the airport? Yeah, yeah, unless you want to do a new uh, agreement, you know. It won't be the same price, though. I I hope you took the agreement. We did. It was BS, though. Yeah, of course. So irritating. That 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 is uh, uh, bloodsuckers. Well, and yeah. So the Denver airport, I try to avoid anyway. But anyone who's been there has also noticed Mustang or Blue Mustang. Have you ever been to the Denver airport? Uh, I've been there, you know, maybe five or six years ago. I don't remember seeing the Blue Mustang, but I never went out of the airport. Oh, well... As you're coming in, usually from the plane, you can see this giant blue horse. It must be pretty big if you can see it from a plane. 32 feet tall, 9,000 pounds. three stories. Yeah. Yeah. Made of fiberglass. It's called Blue Mustang or just Mustang. It's got glowing red eyes, so it has sort of an evil appearance. It's blue and it's made out of fiberglass? Yep. 9,000 pounds this thing is. The locals have, many of them call it Blucifer. Blucifer. Why would they <laughs> Blucifer? Because it's this evil looking horse. Oh, with the red eyes. With the red like eyes. Like Satan has red eyes. Yeah. It, and so I started doing a little research. I was talking to my brother in law about traveling at Christmas time. And he was like, Do you know the story of that horse? It killed the artist. And I was like, Wait, what? So then I did a little research. And sure enough, the guy who made it, Luis Jimenez, died in 2006 at 65 years old. He was working on this giant Mustang, and a piece of it came loose while he was working on it, fell down, crushed his leg, severed an artery, and he bled to death. Holy mackerel. His two kids finished the project, but it took years, and it went way over budget and way past time. And a lot of people said, just don't even finish this. This has right. got a bad... Well, it's deadly. Exactly. It's got some bad juju <laughs> right. on it already. So, so I under... Well, Lucifer, Lucifer makes Lucifer. sense. Lucifer. So, yeah, the reason um, they say it has the red eyes is because the artist, uh, Jimenez's father, worked in neon, and that's where he got a start as an artist working in this neon glass shop. And that was like a tribute to his dad. But the, it's pretty crazy how... Uh, it killed the artist. Yeah. A lot of locals, a lot of locals want it gone. And I did not know this, but the Denver airport has a bunch of conspiracy theories that go, that surround it. Really? Yeah. They, some people say, welcome to modern America, (laughs) right? There's a conspiracy theory about everything, right? But this airport took forever to build. It went way over budget. They say that there's a bunch of crazy catacombs and tunnels and stuff underneath it. And that it's a home to Freemasons. 
that it's a hangar for UFOs. Wait, Freemasons? Yeah, the 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 society. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, a it's a weird little society. Well, uh, depending on your experience with it, my right. experience with it is that it's not so weird. But uh, you you know some Freemasons? Um, I was actually inducted into you're, Freemasonry. Wait, you're you're a Freemason? I've the only thing I've ever done with it is be inducted. But my father was big into Freemasonry. I think I think you're a cheap Mason. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm a budget mason. Budget mason, <laughs> not quite free. I, I can't believe you're a Freemason. Yeah, I know a little bit about it. Not a lot. My dad was way into it. He was certified to do lectures, and he traveled all over the state when I was young. Really, um, doing lectures and doing initiations when people were moving up in the lodge to different positions. He was one of few the few people in the state that could do some of these initiations and give these lectures. Did yeah. he get money for it? No, no. it was all just. Part of being a Mason. Okay. But yeah, one time I asked him, I said, hey, Pops, there's a lot of people who say that Masons are secretly trying to control the world. And he looked at me and he was like, well, what's wrong with that? <laughs> there you go. And I was like, whoa, oh. I didn't expect that response. <laughs> um, they also claim that there is a pictographic guide to the apocalypse there and that the horse is a symbol of the four horsemen, that they've got a mural that lends itself to this. And they've got gargoyles all over the airport as well. They have gargoyles? So, yeah. So it lends itself to some of these uh, conspiracies. Where are these gargoyles? Uh, well, I guess. I. What do you uh, think this is? Notre Dame in Paris? Right? Uh, honestly, I haven't noticed it that myself that much. But I thought that was pretty funny, all too. Right. One I, thing I will say positive about the Denver airport. I it's not, white. <laughs> What? I don't even know what that means. It's like it's like a big tent. It's like big white tents. Well, it is. I don't. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. <laughs> it's supposed to be. It's supposed to look like mountaintops. Oh, really? Yeah. That's what. That's why they have it like that. Well, it. I've had some of the best biscuits and gravy I've ever had in my life at that airport. I wish I could remember what terminal we were in and what the restaurant was. But I always tell the wifey if we go back, we got to find that biscuits and gravy again because it was incredible. Okay. I should have known that your like your your hook your anchor would be food. Well, <laughs> that and like a mimosa before you get on the plane to come back to Cleveland, after dealing with that rental car and oh that security God. line, like it's always just like, ah, oh, we made it. Okay, do we have time for breakfast or not? So, I don't know. I thought that was kind of interesting. A, a little and, and bit wait, of a and, and strange he, twist on the old. Ginger report right. when I was thinking about holiday travel. Which but is good. Are there any other, before we wrap up, are there any other musings from travel? Oh, I don't know. All in all, I suppose it was a pretty good trip. You know, I was really hoping to get to see my dad wear his prosthetic. He had just gotten it two days before I got into North Platte. But uh, he was saying how it's itched his leg and he was real hesitant to put it on. I think he was just... Still nervous about getting used to it and trying to stand up in it, so uh, uh, he's it, still got a road ahead of him, but uh, yeah. it's moving along. And actually, I need to call him this weekend and because he had another appointment yesterday and see how the physical therapy's going. Check up on him. Yep. But how about you? Anything else? Uh, I think we're good now. I think that pretty much wraps up another uh, uh, fantastic episode of Red, Red Squared. Squared.